0: I think it's my approach to serving clients and my responsiveness. With what I call a high mission of service, I believe I provide clients with first-rate service and advice. In addition, I help them with things in their personal and business lives that may have nothing to do with legal issues.
1: Hello, hello, hello. This is Gretch from the IMCEO podcast, and I appreciate you listening to this episode. And if you've been listening this year, you know that we hit 1600 episodes at the beginning of this year. We're doing something a little bit different, where we're repurposing our favorite episodes around certain categories, topics, or as I like to call them, business pillars that we think are going to be extremely impactful for CEOs, entrepreneurs, and business owners, or what I like to call the CB Nation architects who are looking to level up their organizations. This month, we are focused on leadership management and coaching. When we think of leadership management and coaching, we often think of doing all other things, but often it's a person that's able to build up their team, that's able to cultivate a creative and innovative culture so that people can excel and actually be their own leaders. So that's why this month we're focusing on those three big topics because they make a huge impact on the organizations that we're part of. Now you'll hear some of those topics this month and of course some really great perspectives on how people are even defining leadership which I think is extremely exciting. So sit back and enjoy this special episode of the I Am CEO podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have John Vagosen of Funkhauser Vagosen Leben Dunn Limited. John, super excited to have you on the show. I'm thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me, Gresh. As super excited to have you on and talk about all the awesome things that you're doing. And of course, before we do that, I want to read a little bit more about John so you could hear about some of those awesome things. And John is a founding member of Chicago corporate and litigation law firm Funkhauser, the Gozen, Liebman, and Dunn Limited, where he was co-managing partner for many years. While John has a broad-based legal background, he concentrates in labor and employment matters and also writes and speaks widely about them. A five-bedded Kappa graduate at Northwestern University and a cum laude graduate of its law school. John has received the highest of professional peer review ratings, including being selected as a super lawyer in Illinois in employment law for several years. And John has served on several board of directors, including a chairman of the board, president and CEO of the United States Tennis Association in 2011 and 2012, and has been chairman of the board of the Intercollegiate Tennis Association since 2015. John, excited to have you on the show. Again, my friend, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I am
0: ready. Thanks so much again.
1: I appreciate you. So to kick everything off, I know I touched on it when I read your bio, but I wanted to rewind the clock, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO
0: story. After law school, I served as a law clerk to a federal judge for two years. And thereafter, I had offers from some large, well-known firms here in Chicago. However, I opted for a mid-sized firm because back then it didn't require attorneys to specialize early on in their careers. And I was still finding my way and I wanted at least initially to have a broad-based background. About two and a half years after being at the mid-sized firm, I received an offer that I simply could not refuse. Two partners in the firm offered another associate and me the chance to join them in the creation of our own law firm. They said, we'll make you a partner overnight, double your compensation to start, and you'll have a major say in the running of the firm. I seized the opportunity and they were true to their word. And that seems a few minutes ago, but my firm, Funkhauser Vagos and Liebman Unlimited, we celebrated our 41st anniversary this past February. And by the way, because it's such a mouthful, we call our firm F-E-L-D for short.
1: Nice. I appreciate that. So I imagine working in a startup firm, that
0: probably helped out tremendously. It certainly did. I feel very blessed to have had that background, Gresh.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I wanted to drill down a little bit more and hear a little bit more on how you're working with and serving clients. Could you take us through a little bit more on what that
0: looks like? sure in terms of our practice feld is a corporate and litigation law firm of about 20 attorneys we don't believe in having our attorneys specialize early on in their careers but rather encourage them to work on a variety of legal matters it provides them with an excellent foundation moreover our clients most of whom are middle market companies and wealthy individuals appreciate our approach as. We generally serve in the role of outside general counsel. Having said that, um, as our attorneys develop knowledge, experience, and interest in areas of the law, they start to gravitate more towards a few areas. For example, in my own case, I do a great deal of employment law work. In my representation of employers, I take a proactive approach and help them stay out of court. And I accomplish this in a number of ways. One critical way is by training managers in interactive, plain English sessions about matters such as how to prevent and investigate sexual and other harassment, about the importance of documentation and how to document effectively, and about how to interview candidates so that an employer doesn't end up saying, that's not the person I hired. In terms of our services, I think we help people in a number of different ways. Our broad-based backgrounds early on in our careers enable us to view and solve problems with a business perspective. Many issues that cross our desks will complement our experience. We have a saying on our website that is, someone here has done it before, and I believe that is quite apt. In addition, because we're a small firm and we run a business, We can put ourselves in our client's shoes when we advise them about legal and business matters. And perhaps most important, Gresh, we care about our clients, their well-being, and their visions. Our clients know this about us, and they put their faith and confidence in us to well-advise and represent them. We take the responsibility seriously, and that bond of trust enables us more effectively to help our clients. Absolutely. So
1: uh, you might have already touched on this, but I wanted to ask you for what I call your secret sauce. It could be for yourself personally, the business, or a combination of both, but what do you feel sets you apart and makes you unique?
0: You're right. I think that the three things I just mentioned make us unique. In addition, in my own case, I think it's my approach to serving clients and my responsiveness. With what I call a high mission of service, I believe I provide clients with first-rate service and advice. In addition, I help them with things in their personal and business lives that may have nothing to do with legal issues. This includes offering helpful non-legal suggestions, sharing my network of contacts with them, or doing favors that can make a difference for them or their families. It's my intention to bring great service, but also joy to their lives. In addition, I focus on being extremely responsive, especially when they ask for legal advice. This includes returning phone calls promptly and making their issue the most important thing on my mind, no matter what else I have going on in my life.
1: Yeah, and that's so huge. And again, I I go back to that quote that I talked about, but I often say that people forget about the human aspect of business. So I wanted to uh, switch gears a little bit. And I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient?
0: Great question. I think there are two things. The first has been my over 20 year membership in Vistage, which is a CEO leadership peer advisory board. There are 15 other CEOs in my business group, and they're from different kinds of companies and perspectives. And we support one another in facing our challenges and sorting out issues that arise. It's like having an outside board of directors. In addition, we have excellent outside speakers, and I'm proud to say that I've been a a Vistage speaker for 18 years. And Vistage has been so valuable for me that I've only missed two meetings of my group out of over 250 meetings in over 20 years. Moreover, we have other leaders in our firm who are also Vistage members, and they, too, have found Vistage to be a tremendous resource. I think the second secret sauce is I've had the privilege of serving on several boards of directors, including, as you mentioned, chairman of the board, president, and CEO of the United States Tennis Association. Those experiences and the opportunity to work with and lead such high quality people and deal with some fascinating and complex business issues have had a profound impact on my decision making, the advice I provide to clients, and I think my leadership abilities and style. So those are the two things, Gresh.
1: Nice. I appreciate you sharing that so much. And so I want to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So this might be a little bit more word of wisdom or piece of advice. I usually say it might be something you would tell your favorite client, or if you have to a time machine, you
0: might tell your younger business self. <laughs> Love to go in the time machine. Wouldn't we, <laughs> <When> we all? <laughs> My golden nugget is always, always, always be there for your clients. This was brought home uh, for me by a client for whom I've not only provided legal services at time, and that's particularly when he knew I had a lot on my plate, but also, one, I introduced him to a funded employment opportunity that he accepted uh, and did very well at, and two, I assisted his daughter by conducting a mock interview of her and critiquing it, and that helped her get into the law school of her choice. Well, the, the client wound up sending me a wonderful note that illustrates my point about always being there for for, for the client. And in, if it's okay, in relevant part, I thought I would read what he wrote, and I have his blessing to do so. Yeah, so I'm just going to read you the short note you sent. He wrote, from my perspective, you're a man without pretense. Many thanks for being an extraordinary example of how a person of your sheer brilliance, commitment, and humility can embody an individual such as you. Of course, your business catchphrase, quote, we return your phone calls promptly, unquote, is certainly true, but it's the boundless energy combined with your unbridled dedication to take care of your clients, which is really your hallmark. I probably don't need to remind you of the times when it appeared my legal needs seemed to be annually coinciding with your work with the USGA, both at Flushing Meadows during the open and when you were traveling abroad. Without fail, you've always been there, which is a really nice note to get. Yeah, you know, I think when you're in a service business like the law, your mantra has to be, how can I help?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I want to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. We're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So, John, what does being a CEO mean to you?
0: To me, being a CEO means being a wise and effective leader of your organization, whatever type it may be. But I think to accomplish this, one must possess the following qualities. First, I think you need to adopt and communicate a clear and inspiring vision for your organization and what your organization stands for. At the same time, you need to pay attention to executing that vision. You can have all these lofty goals, but if you can't execute them, what's the point? I think it's extremely important to to act with integrity. That's that whole trust thing we were talking about. I think listening particularly to your employees as well as your clients is essential. I subscribe to Stephen Covey's marvelous advice to first seek to understand and then to be understood. It's, you know, I live by that, or at least I try to. Uh, I think it's very important to lead by example, to walk the talk. I also think it's important to be self-aware. You need to know your and use your strengths and then recognize and working on improving or shoring up your limitations, because we all have them. um, And then surround yourself with people who can help you with those limitations. And I think it's very important to invest in and mentor the people with whom you work. Support them in being the best they can be. As former Campbell CEO and thought leader, Doug Conant has said, you wanna be tough on standards and tenderhearted with people and that's a great combination that doug articulates the next thing is don't go it alone work collaboratively and share the credit some of the best decisions i have been involved with have been made by brainstorming with others and obtaining their ideas and suggestions and then kicking them around and coming to a conclusion that builds in essence a better mousetrap and i guess the last thing is aspire to have people be better off for having spent time with you those are the leadership qualities that that i think are important to being an effective leader absolutely absolutely john truly
1: appreciate that definition of course i appreciate your time even more so what i wanted to do now is pass you the mic so to speak just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know and of course how best people can get a hold of you find about all the awesome things you and your team are working on
0: First, when you're dealing with a client or a prospect who's reluctant to follow your advice or suggestions, I'd suggest that you consider using what I call a high-value question. What's a high-value question? It can reveal your value or the value of your idea in an indirect but convincing way that may carry the day. You let the basically the, the facts and the high-value question carry the day for you. In, in terms of the best way to contact me, you or your listeners or readers can visit our website, which is fvldlaw.com. That's Frank frankvictorlollipopdoglaw.com. My email address is jvagosen at fvldlaw.com, and I'll spell Vagosen. It's J-V-E-G-O-S-E-N. And my phone number is 312-701. 6860. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you so much again, John.
1: We will have the links and information as well in the show notes so that everybody can follow up with you. And I
0: hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you so much. Uh look forward to reconnecting with you the next time. Thank you for listening to the IMCEO podcast, powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. IMCEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Want to level up your business even more? Read blogs, listen to podcasts, and watch videos at cbnation.co. Also, check out our IMCEO CEO Facebook group. This has been the IMCEO CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.